I felt very vindicated uh, a few days ago because uh, I cannot figure out how to work the Peacock app when it comes to the Olympics. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news we love tv movies and superheroes so let's talk it all out my name is chris dillard and my name is mike royer and this week we're gearing up to watch the suicide squad oh yeah boy david Ayer maybe is not so excited about nah. watching it i don't know what his opinion he, is no no he's excited <laughs> he he's not he's not against james i don't think anyone's against james gunn he's doing what he wants but he's against the studio that yeah right? yeah he's uh he's uh what is this the snyder verse 2.0 air verse 1.0 or whatever <laughs> you want to call it um on that note ben affleck's batman rides a motorcycle motorcycles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it looks cool cycle. every every picture you sent me this week i was like this looks a cool look look, look motorcycle yeah yeah it's pretty awesome uh black widow's got a new lawsuit huh, huh? <laughs> and more if you read it you'd understand uh, but uh but yeah we've got we've got some news to talk about this week. not a lot of bullet points but i think there's enough here so it's I, I mean, August, we're now in August, it's August 1st. For oh us. my God. I leaned over to the wife today and I said, babe, she's like, what? And I was like, it's August. And she's like, what? And I was like, exactly. It really feels like, you know, obviously last year, the pandemic just kind of uh, changed how everything felt time in general. You know, nobody liked the pandemic, but at least you could like blame everything on it. Like now we're in like this weird mixed state where you bl- are blaming a lot of people for not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but things are kind of back to normal, but mm-hmm. you can't do the things that you normally used to do. So it's just like, I felt like July should have had some more like milestones inside of it than it did. Like I didn't really go anywhere to watch fireworks for the fourth. I don't think I've gone to any beaches anytime soon, even though a beach would probably be an okay place to go mm-hmm. during all of this. But man, yeah, it's August already. Um, but August is like the sleeper month. If you're, I think in the United States, you know, other parts of the world, August is totally different, but I feel like everyone thinks August is like the end of summer. Then it's like surprisingly the hottest month of the year because you just, you just think, you know, you get that mind of just like when you were back in summer vacation you're like, Oh, I got to go back to school soon. And then it's just like, Oh, it's still hot and I'm melting. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, as a, again, as living with a teacher, it is back to school season. Uh, Uh so uh, you're not wrong there, but I feel like August is one of the – it's like uh, – uh, you're right. It's like a weird transition month between summer and fall um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, it's August 1st. That means September. I'm already thinking about September, whereas when I'm in July, I'm not thinking about August. Yeah. Uh, well, even if, even if you connect it back to like movies or box office in general, like August is usually this weird month where like – they'll dump like maybe a summer movie that was supposed to make a lot of money earlier in the summer, but they're just like, I guess we can put it in August. I feel Mm -hmm. like Mission Impossible movies would drop in August every once in a while. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like uh, you could catch an MI movie in August at some Mm -hmm. point in time. Well, I think it's actually it kicks off to me the uh, R-rated movie season. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, again, uh, if you're going to watch those, I think it made me think of the first Suicide Squad when you said that. I know it's not R-rated, but, like, like that's kind of where I'm I'm sitting at with that, but I mean we are getting um, the R-rated Suicide Squad this week uh, in digital and uh, other st- uh, in, in theaters. So um, I, we'll we'll talk about it here in a little bit. I'll get, I'll get your get get your um, 
temperature on on everything. But um, you've uh, we've both been been doing stuff this week. I'm, I'm gonna hold mine for the end, but I want you to jump into what you're what you're watching here, so we can. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this great show over on HBO Max, but before and at the end of the credits, it's still labeled as an HBO show, if you will. Uh, but it's called The White Lotus. It's a limited series. I think there is a fourth episode that airs tonight. That's one thing about these streaming services. I never quite know when something comes out episodically what day it lands on, right? Like, I think Apple Plus, since they have a relatively low catalog now, just everything lands on Friday, right? Uh, but with HBO and HBO Max, like, is it Sunday? Is it Monday? Is it a Thursday? I don't know when it lands. But anyway, The White Lotus, it's a limited series uh, created by, I think it's Mike White, if I remember right. And if you're not familiar with who this guy is, I had no idea he was such a prolific writer. I just know, I just recognize his face. He's the guy who plays uh, Ed, Ed Schneebly in um, in School of Rock. You know, Jack Black's like a roommate friend uh, that gets kind of uh, stomped on by Sarah, Sarah Silverman throughout the movie. But I didn't know he was such a prolific writer and creator. But uh, he's making this show called The White lotus over on hbo and it's just about these uh these like three different groups of people that all arrive at this hawaiian resort at the same time but it's like framed at the very beginning in the first episode as like a a mystery like who done it like you flash forward at the very beginning that one of these people die and gets put inside of a box on a plane as they leave Hawaii, and then you flash back like a, I think it was like a, a week or so. So you're just like watching all of these like families and couples and stuff interact with each other, and they all start to get like you know uh, issues with each other, and you're just like, okay, somebody's dying. Who's it gonna be? So it's fun. Mm. It's written really well. It's really clever. So I would check out the White Lotus over on HBO Max. Uh, and if you want to go the totally different direction from uh, uh, just very uh, high uh, highbrow dramedy, uh, go Centaur World over on Netflix, which is this crazy slapstick animated TV show uh, on Netflix. And it's just crazy, crazy silly. It's about a horse that goes through a magical portal and ends up in a world full of centaur-esque creatures where you just have like these hybrid uh, man I think they uh, there's a, it's a musical component too and there's like a lyric in one of the songs where they say they're like hybrid man things so you'll just have like a weird horse bottom and like a bizarre creature on top of the horse like it's not an even one-to-one swap it's not like you're putting a giraffe neck on top of a horse it's like you put like a horse and then you add a giraffe neck and then you put a human face on it so it's just all really really weird but it's really really funny the animation is very squash and stretchy and it's very nonsensical where they'll just do these really weird like non sequiturs and jokes it's just really funny it's like so weird if you don't have netflix the very first episode is free to stream on netflix's youtube page and i think uh that first episode is enough to let you know if you'll be down for centaur world or not but i don't know if you've seen anything about this or not Uh, yeah i've I've seen it's it's popped up in the rounds um it's uh from what i've seen is it not to lump it in with rick and morty but it's like because rick and morty season six going on and that came out like those like the articles i'm seeing right now and like the animation like world Mm -hmm. so uh, I, I definitely heard it. I've not had a chance again to watch it yet. There's a there's a lot of other stuff moving this time of year, but um, yeah, I, I definitely heard of it. So. Yeah, it's very it's very family friendly, family friendly in like the realm of like a, you know Adventure Time or Steven Universe or something like that. So you wouldn't have to worry about any like a, you know alcoholic uh, grandpas uh, popping in with like a spaceship. It, I mean, as far as I know, uh, so you could definitely watch this one in your family, and you'll all just kind of look at each other like, "What are we watching? This is the weirdest thing." 
So uh, that's uh, Centaur World on Netflix. And last up, the surprise uh, entertaining uh, piece of media that I consumed this week was The Tomorrow War, Mm -hmm. which was that Chris Pratt movie that dropped right around the beginning of July. I think it was like July 3rd it might have dropped. Uh, and it's this just really weird kind of entertaining thing that like I watched it like while I was working out I was like okay I just need to put something on and it was like weirdly engaging Uh, the plot gets a little weird and like kind of hard to keep track of and it's not the neatest kind of time travel plot or story ever put together but there's lots of interesting concepts that kind of hook into you and make you want to pay attention, which, you know, that's kind of what stories are supposed to do. Uh, And I was like, okay, this isn't winning any awards, but I thought some of the special effects were actually really, really good. Um, I'll spoil the plot a little bit, but not really the story. It's basically... Uh, I think it's like 30 years in the future or something. I don't remember the date, so let's just say like 2050 or something, right? These uh, these aliens are like ravaging the planet, and the human race has somehow constructed like a wormhole that connects back to like the year like 2020. Uh, and they can only go to 2020, and people from 2020 can only go to the year like 2050. There's like no other time travel allowed. These are the only things that they were able to build together. So they're they're basically getting uh, they're drafting people from the past to help them in the future. Uh, but when you think about it a little bit too much, it's just like okay, this doesn't really work. And it gets to the but they're smart enough to realize okay, this is kind of weird and confusing. We need to we need to add a character to the movie that's just like okay, this is really weird and confusing. But I don't want to die. So I'm not going to think about it too much, but the the special effects are pretty good, and the character animations for these aliens are actually pretty solid. I felt like there was a lot of hand animation there, and it just looks really really good. Uh, but you know, uh, I was expecting uh, literally nothing with this film, and I ended up uh, halfway entertained. Uh, the third oh. act is a little bit of a letdown, uh, but I, I think it'll keep you engaged and. I think I would watch this again before I would watch uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which is just goes to show you that like not all kind of like time esque movies are created equally. And just like I just kept thinking about Tenet the entire time I was watching the movie. I was just like sometimes if you go way too high concept. You're just kind of maybe alienating the audience a little bit. But if you just go maybe a little stupid alien direction, you might have a little bit more fun. So, I mean, you already have an Amazon Amazon Prime subscription. Everybody has one out there already. So if you just kind of wanted to dabble in a little bit of, like, time travel alien-like sci- sci-fi, you got nothing to lose. So oh, I, I, would, I, I would weirdly recommend The Tomorrow War. I just wasn't expecting I, I'd say that on the show. I've watched it. Um, and I, I don't care for it. I think the alien designs are cool, but, like, this is just... This is a movie that I'm so thankful did not hit theaters and <laughs> a, like a theater going experience. If I was going to be completely honest, even I, the J.K. Simmons uh, in his buffest role I've I've seen him in before, right? Like he's just like totally jacked fighting these aliens. I think the alien design's really cool, but I'm just like it's like it's very weird. That, like it's like a the I mean not to ruin it, but like there's like the, the time travels one way, right? Um, kind of like it's like. You have like what is it like one week there? I believe is that what it was. Um, yeah, the- <laughs> like it's like thirty years exactly in the future, and then you have one week there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you think about it too much, it definitely falls apart because they they stress that, like, oh, humanity in the future barely cobbled together this machine that'll create a wormhole and send us to the past. But, okay, we're going to add this time machine to your wrist, basically, that'll throw you back in time a week. It's just like, well, it seems like you've 
compacted the whole technology into this one little wrist thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I didn't. I had the luxury of not having to pay for it, right. not thinking about it too much, and doing an activity in the middle of it. And I was like, okay, this is this is keeping mm-hmm. my interest enough. Interesting concepts. Uh, so uh, yeah, I would weirdly recommend it. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm like, yeah, there's better things to watch out there. <laughs> uh, so so you can go either way. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because speaking of uh, aliens. Uh, I was thankfully lucky enough to be invited into the randomly announced middle of the week Halo Infinite technical preview. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, despite the fact I had to travel six hours north for a wedding this weekend, I packed my Xbox with me and took it with me to the hotel. Um, oh, such played. a nerd move. I love it. I know. Well, I wasn't in the wedding, so that gave me a little more free time, like when you're just kind of waiting around for everything to start, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, I can play. and. Yeah, an extra day. So I, I played Halo. I, I didn't get to stream it, but I, w- I was sharing clips with you, Mike, um, mm-hmm. of it. You know, there's th- right now they've opened up a new map every day. So we're three maps, four v four versus bots, which is cool. And I believe I talked to you. Was it up to twenty four players per? Um, I think so. Like you said, like four v four. Well, right now it's four v four, but it can go up to twenty four players per lobby in, when the full game comes out, um, which would be like twelve v twelve. But um, I I've missed Halo Halo Five to me story wise was um, slapped to the face. But like Halo gameplay has always been there, right? Like I know you have a PlayStation, but you remember playing Halo. Like that's mm-hmm. that, yeah. we're, we're of that age where like Halo's a defining factor of, of who we are. But like for the past three four years, they've had they've created what Call of Duty games, battle royales have taken off. Um, Fortnite was created and, and, and developed. Like, we're in a whole new era of video games. And I was worried that they were going to take some of that and, like, um, you know, water down Halo with, like, you know, just like, oh, it's going to look like everything else. But thankfully, the sounds are there. Like, the the monk chants when you turn on the game, like, are sitting there in the menu. I'm like, okay, this feels nice. The weapons mm-hmm. are really good. It's, and it's nice to play against bots. Like, I'm not playing against just toxic other people who are stomping you every, every, every time. Mm-hmm. Because... I, I think I'm good, but I'm not great at the game, so it's great to have like uh, you know a nice like level like oh we can win without being you know uh, our hope crushed and and destroyed. But uh, uh, Halo Infinite Tech Beta is out a preview. You can watch gameplay. They've talked about it. All the different skins you can get. Um, customizing your Spartan is really fun. I will say I saw yesterday that and then the latest update they actually um, people were like going through the files and there are some like campaign related files in the 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 beta preview because like you know they they put all that stuff together so uh some people may be out there trying to ruin the story for you so i would if you're you're a big fan of story which i am um i'm not going to go look for it i would watch out for those mike i think that's like the biggest takeaway um even though you're 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 now very solidly in the playstation family probably Mm -hmm. um but like you know halo story is pretty good i think i think they always you know fighting the aliens and covenant and stuff like that uh, but on that last note, um, big shout out uh, to Adam Nemec, a uh, listener of the show, friend of mine. Uh, he got married this weekend, um, and it was a beautiful wedding. It was very happy to be there. It was very, um, very small and intimate a group of people, a lot of family, uh, little friends, and it was just an awesome time. Um, I got to visit uh, Pontiac, Michigan for the very first time, uh, stay up there. Uh, it was it was really, really nice, a beautiful weather, uh, like 70s. Like mm-hmm. high seventies, low eighties, a nice breeze, um, just absolutely beautiful. So I want to give him a shout out because I know he listens to the show every week, and um, you know uh, he not only um, was he wearing Ghostbusters socks at his, <laughs> under his suit, um, he uh, he did get a Ghostbusters trailer this week, and we'll talk about wow. that at the end of the show. So. Ner- 
nerds getting married. Uh, nothing better. Love yeah, hearing it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, congratulations to them. Let's jump into the news. The Suicide Squad, Mike James Gunn's first movie mm-hmm. he's done since Guardians 2, right, um, is uh, hitting HBO Max in theaters this week. And I, as much as I want to go watch it in theaters, I don't think I'm going to. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny how the vibe has changed since, uh, like, uh, Black Widow Black has Widow, come out, yeah. right? We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But, like, when Black Widow was out, there was, like, it felt like there was hope still, right? Like, oh, things are starting to turn around, and now... Uh, the Delta variant is uh, putting a kibosh on everybody's plans, and I definitely am not going to go to a movie theater now. Yeah, it's it's become it's become problematic um, ag- again in some some areas. Uh, rising cases, uh, honestly, I mean, um, the only reason I'm a little more concerned is I've actually we have people in our office who've had the Delta variant. Um, not mm-hmm. near me, not where I work, thankfully, but like. They've missed uh, they've missed school for it, uh, or not school. They missed work for it, or their kids uh-huh. are getting it. Uh, I think even uh, one of our retail locations, um, like three people were out uh, or in the hospital for it. And I'm like, you know, if if I didn't see it myself, I'd probably be a little more like, okay, as long as I'm safe. But like, I'm now seeing things, and I'm like, I probably am gonna just stay at home. Um, uh, a listener to the show, Chris, he sent us something about even Clifford the Big Red Dog pulled its release date from theaters. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know how what it's going to take for them to cancel um, out movies again or, or delay them. But, you know, I, I will be using my HBO Max ad-free subscription to enjoy mm. The Suicide Squad this weekend. Uh, yeah, and, and like like I said at the top of the show, while you have it, you can also watch The White Lotus too. Yeah. So there's at least two things you can be watching yeah. on HBO Max this weekend. Yeah, HBO Max is I, again. I think it's I think it's one of the better offerings. It's my go-to kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Cartoon Network, uh, HBO shows. Uh, they're putting movies on there. They always got something going on. So I'm very very mm-hmm. excited for that. Um, but I I was gonna get theater tickets for Thursday, but I think I'm just gonna sit at home. I built my own home theater, Mike. You've seen it. Um, this will be the first really test of like you didn't go to the theater, so so how did you do? Um, uh-huh. Kind of thing. So and you you're probably gonna watch it at home as well as my under my understanding, right? Yes, We'll exactly. be doing the same uh-huh. thing. So um, that is this week. Um, you know, we will be reviewing next week. So if anyone um, wants to send us their thoughts uh, on it, uh, feel free to do so before we record. Uh, on the flip side of that, the Peacemaker spinoff TV series got a release date of January 16th, 2022. Hey. Um, and uh, that's a Sunday, by the way. So HBO Max is sticking to Sunday releases. And um, the first three episodes will uh, be on day one with the other five after. Uh, the episodes are called A Whole New World, uh, Best Friends Never, and Better Goff Dead. Whatever these titles mean, <laughs> I don't know. But. It's it the I think the funniest thing about Peacemaker just uh, the production of the series is I feel like we've heard about so many DC HBO Max series now since uh, the service has launched and we don't really have any idea of when they're going to start shooting or when they're going to start being made or what's just in development and what's an active development right now and it's like Peacemaker just out of nowhere was like announced and then they were shooting and now we have a date when it's going to be available so it's just kind of like what's happening why does this one why is this one so efficient and it's already ready to go and we still don't really know what's happening with like the Green Lantern TV show we don't know really what the Batman universe is supposed to be looking like on 
HBO Max. We don't really have solid dates for any of these things. No. We haven't seen any production stills or any like stuff from camera, but like we've seen like John Cena on set for this like already, yeah. and like James Gunn well, is already like posting like screenshots of like the script and stuff. So yeah. it's like, how did this one go so smoothly? Like yeah. I don't understand. Well, I think I think the 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 thing to understand here is James Gunn created the character for the Suicide Squad was in in lockdown afterwards and he wrote most of the series in lockdown and he already yeah. had the character in his head right like he was like yeah. i know what I this guess, is like he yeah, it, I, one person's in control the other mm. one's like i don't even know who's doing the other shows off the top of my head i'm like i couldn't tell you so yeah. I, I guess they do have that advantage of a lot of the pre-production was already done in the movie that he had been working on for like two or three years yeah so I guess they do have that advantage. Yeah, and, and like again, it's it's Gunn's vision of the character. Again, I'm pretty sure it's a prequel, like to not know if he lives or dies at the end of this movie coming up, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but they already had the costume for John Cena. Uh, it's the same one. I, I, it's it seems to be like oh, we did the movie to spin off much smoother, but like the other one's like we don't even know. How they get off the seen, ground or what? I mean, I know John Cena is a professional wrestler and already has a um, a predilection for dressing up, but I think he he went on like a late night show with James yeah. Gunn and some I can't think of the third person off the top of my head, but he went dressed as like Peacemaker. I don't know if he was in character or not, mm-hmm. but I saw like the the screenshots from it. So it looks like he is in love with the character. So that's yeah. good to hear. He's definitely got one of the weirdest helmets I've ever seen on a on a comic book <laughs> character and outfit. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, there's even some of him, like, getting hot dogs or, like, food on a set in his Peacemaker outfit, too. Like, <laughs> he, he he definitely is just embracing this character uh, wholeheartedly. But thankfully, it's just a costume and not, like, body paint or something like that. Um, but uh, Peacemaker, again, uh, January, I think that that's good to know. I mean, it's weird that it's, you know, half a year away. Um, but, like, for just thinking about it. But, like, I'm so glad we have something to look forward to from this, especially if, if the character is a standout uh, role in the, the upcoming movie. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm trying to go in as blind as I can to this movie because I don't want to know who lives, dies, anything. Uh, I believe it debuted. It's over. I think England had it this weekend. So, um, yeah, they had like a big starfish or something outside yeah. in like a park or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the, for the debut. So I also know like it's in theaters and uh, over there, I think regularly. So, uh, void spoilers if you can, but very excited to watch Suicide Squad and then uh, Peacemaker in, in in January. On the flip side of that, um, Black Adam, The Rock's movie, apparently one of the producers says they're aiming for a PG-13 rating, but there will be, of course, violence, fighting, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, with Black right. Adam being a... He's like, I want to say like anti-hero, kind of like a Venom, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like He's not like... He's rough and tumble but like the rock's never gonna play like a, a an all bad guy again right he's not like the scorpion king again yeah so well you know i suppose you answer the questions that are given to you but i don't think anybody was really assuming rated r for this right, right? i know there's a trend out there right leaning rated r like suicide squad is rated r right the mm-hmm. james gunn version that's coming out uh we've had the joker but i think everyone has been tying the character of black adam to shazam yes. almost entirely with like the with the way the franchise is moving forward. So, yeah, I don't think anyone was assuming rated R. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm o- I'm always okay with violence. I'm an American, right? Give yeah. me all the violence and blood that well, you can give me because I get a sick pleasure out of it. Right. Well, and also, again, The Rock being, you know, again, as big as he is in a 
a very like kind of a Superman-esque character, right? Like, mm-hmm. of course he's going to be a little little mean to to other people and like you know rough them up. Um, but also, and that, on the other side, it is The Rock. He's in the Jungle Cruise. He's a family friendly person, right? He's in the voice of Maui and Moana. Like, I don't think they're gonna be like The Rock is so dark and broody and he's gonna be killing people left and right anymore. I think he's gonna stick to those. Um, no, it's funny. Like, I could definitely envision Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a rated R movie, like, you know, punching people, like, breaking arms, blood and guts, like, you know, mowing down a machine gun. But it's I weirdly get uncomfortable thinking about him, like, being sexualized with another person, right? Like, if he, like, grabbed, like, somebody's butt at the club or something like that, or, like, he was in, like, a sex scene or something. I don't know why, but that – why does that feel weird, right? You know, like, it's not like I feel, like, uh, any sort of, like – paternal like connection to him but like it's just like imagining like my parents doing any of that like I can't imagine the rock like he's almost like asexual in my head right like he is like very like masculine and muscular but I just can't imagine him getting down Mm -hmm. I'm sorry Dwayne I don't know why but I guess maybe that's what makes you so profitable and so uh and so marketable right nobody has to worry about any of that baggage along the way yeah well, you did you did make me think he did do that Doom movie uh, in the mid two thousands with Carl Urban when you talked about shooting people and things with machine guns. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't <laughs> think that was R rated, but like, God, that was a bad movie. Uh, don't recommend it. <laughs> so shifting gears into the Flash, Mike, uh, we got some set photos of Ben Affleck's Batman specifically on a motorcycle on set. Um, you know uh, why? So. We, we've known that Michael Keaton will be Batman in this, and we've heard Ben Affleck's Batman would show up in this because he exists in the regular Flash universe, right, based mm-hmm. on um, the Suicide, or not Suicide, uh, Justice League films. So um, there's obviously a stunt double in this Batman outfit with his, like, little, look like driving goggles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the motorcycle looks cool. Uh, they did say it's kind of an homage to a series called The White Knight uh, for Batman, but it also kind of feels like the one in what was it, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight where he came out. Of yeah, the, a little bit. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of this, production was paused because whoever was driving this ran over someone with the motorcycle as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, they're o- they're okay. No one was killed, but it's like, oh, uh, someone was hit with this motorcycle while they were filming. <laughs> I felt really stupid when I first saw these pictures because I was like, wow, they've like really like upped the game of like motorcycle technology. Like I thought this thing was like actually like functional. And then I saw the one picture and it's the picture that we have in our show notes here where you can see the little normal motorcycle tire poking out in front of the fake one. And I was like, oh man, I thought this thing actually worked. That would have been cool. (laughs) And and then you see the tracking dots on the, on the wheels right below it. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, this uh, this motorcycle looks really really cool, uh, but my assumption for the character of uh, of Batfleck is just momentary, right? I feel like I feel like very much probably first act of the film. Uh, maybe pops up at the very, very end, like very end. I feel like it's almost more of like cameo status, right? Because you have right. to establish, you have to establish. Uh, uh, Where is, he is. is it? Barry, it's Barry Allen, right? In, yes. In this universe, right? Yeah, you have to establish Barry Allen in the universe that he is, and then he has to run off into another one, right? So, like, you know, a good way to do that is to show us Batflick, somebody we're familiar with. He, that's probably the one character he's has he has had the most interaction with, right? You know, because Bruce Wayne actually shows up to his uh little secret hideout and they have us. 
Yeah, yeah, they have some banter back and forth. That changes depending on what version of the movie you watch, right? Uh, so there's a little bit more than you actually think there is. So yeah, I feel like it's just gonna be a little bit of a, a yeah. cameo, it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be Michael Keaton for the lion's share of this movie. Yeah, I, I, hopefully. I mean, I, again, that's all the concept art we talked about a couple of weeks ago shows. I think he'll mm. be in here momentarily. It's interesting to see. It looks like a spray painted bat. Like he's more. This Batman is uh, bat like is more armored. And you're like, are you? You asked me, are you like, are you sure this is Ben Affleck? So I'm like, look at the look at them. Like his uh, mask is definitely the Ben Affleck version, mm-hmm. right? Because some people are like, oh well, maybe it's the uh, Robert Pattinson. And I'm like, nope, this is definitely Ben Affleck. If you look at him, <laughs> it's hundred percent there. There's uh, a this this motorcycle very much emasculates the uh, Matt Reeves uh, Batman motorcycle. There's yeah. a there's like a related photo. I don't know if it's showing up for the link that you're looking at, but it shows them side by side. And Robert Pattinson's I guess stunt double yeah. on his motorcycle is like very. It's still a cool motorcycle either way, yeah. but it's like so much like tinier. Yeah, I guess yeah. if it's if you're looking at like a year one year two Batman, he hasn't quite upgraded to like the big chungus motorcycle. Yet. Right. Yeah. He he hasn't made well. And then obviously it, there's there's guns on the side of the one up here on the Flash one. Like this is a Batman who kills. Right. We've seen that already. So he's out there mowing people down on his on his little motorcycle. <laughs> Take but, this homeless. But you also know uh, that top one is meant to sell toys. Uh, if they're, if they're, oh, yeah. that's a that's a toy that's a motorcycle you're gonna the kid's gonna want like I want that one the one on the yeah. bottom reminds me of like Captain America's motorcycle in the first Avenger kind of thing yep like, the motorcycle probably comes uh, with a set PA that you can run over with uh-huh. the big motorcycle like exactly. oh sorry set PA oh you have insurance don't worry about it right. you get minimum wage and and you can uh, you can take that motorcycle and put it in, uh, in ha- some of your Justice League toys depending on which one you want <laughs> or first or second edition but um, yeah, I think I think there's a whole opportunity here for do uh, motor um, uh, superhero motorcycles for, like a podcast that goes through each one for every movie going forward. <laughs> so um, yeah, you can check that out here. Uh, hopefully, the person who was hit by the motorcycle is doing fine. Um, very excited to kind of see. I'm excited for the Flash. I think it's one of those movies that has a lot of potential, uh, and pretty much everyone's going to be in it. Between that and Doctor Strange, like they're both going to be the biggest cameo crossover films in the history of of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. So. We'll do it. We'll do yeah. a side by side later on those. Yeah, we've definitely reached that phase of uh, comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, more more is merrier. That's for sure. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, they're filming currently, so there is uh, the set photo here, or I guess a video um, mm-hmm. showing off the a, a set uh, from the the filming of this, which I'm surprised they were able to get this out of there. To be completely honest, um, and someone was able to to read the little you know. Uh, columns and apparently it says t'challa our hero twas an honor wakanda forever on there so um if these are used and if that is translated correctly there is some vagueness here um you know this is you know is will he just be dead in the mo- in the movie universe or you know will he have been somewhere else yeah it, it, it's it's weird because twas an honor like obviously it's all out of context and also twas yeah. kind of seems like a really weird thing to translate right but yeah. twas an honor gives me the vibe of not gone but like 
left the mantle almost like yeah. or like retired right so i feel like i don't want to read into this uh, too much but i this this is just kind of the stuff i love in general about like movie and like tv production and stuff like that is just like somebody's yeah. on set probably just the carpenter uh, or the yeah. carpenter's like friend that showed up for lunch and like somehow got security clearance through like whips out their phone like takes a quick quick set shot has like no idea that they're leaking like these things onto the internet and then like people just to get to get yeah. to go sleuthing and i love like i love all that like sleuthing stuff and, so uh yeah well, I, it's just fun fun it, for me and it's early enough in the production that if they were like you know this leaked we don't want this to be the way they can change it literally right now mm-hmm. and and we and then we'd see this and never know uh it, you know like oh yeah we we talked about it but maybe not um it's kind of like if you scroll down on that feed there's um someone named luke who put like the Spider-Man where he fights the um, people in the restaurant in the beginning of No Way Home, and that whole scene was cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're like, oh, we saw this literally in the trailer, but they never put it in the movie kind of thing. So um, Marvel's good at taking things out if they think it's – even after they've shown it to us. I guess guess one thing that we could possibly take away from this beyond, like, what is written on Pillars – is um, I feel like this seems to be a little bit more of a 360 set, right? You know, it's not necessarily just like one throne backdrop. It it seems to pan over and we get some staircases behind. So, you know, maybe there'll be a larger like kind of, uh, um, not courtroom, uh, king's, what what am I, throne room. Maybe it'll be like a larger throne room scene. Maybe it'll be a bit of an action scene where, you know, people will need to use and move about the space, right? Because I feel like the easiest solution would be like, don't build, like, why would we build stairs for the back of the shot when we can just put that Mm -hmm. in with like, computer graphics like we already make uh tom holland in the computer we don't yeah. even need him anymore let's just put the stairs there so maybe yeah. this could be an indication that we'll have a larger scene in the throne room exactly it, yeah it's a throne room it could be again um like it's probably if they're building the set it's gonna be more than like a single like 10 second kind of throwaway thing right like it'll uh-huh. probably extended scenes multiple shots back and forth so we'll see how that comes to fruition now the second thing here is um from Someone next door on Instagram uh, at Tyler Perry Studios in <laughs> Atlanta, they uh, this other company is using a huge, huge diving tank um, that's on the Black Panther set. Oh, okay. So the theory is, is this underwater? Is this a Namor story? Like, is that where it's going? Like, are we leaning towards that? Why would they need a huge underwater tank for this movie? So, Ooh, the plot thickens i yes. love this yeah maybe maybe it is a very thick tank of soup like um, yeah it, it does make me wonder um obviously people have been thinking namor before even that stronger rumor dropped a couple weeks ago right yeah. uh it makes me think would we have a different would this be a different story if we didn't have that stronger rumor a few weeks ago would somebody have walked by this big tank and not have given it a second thought but now they're just like oh yeah i remember seeing that name well, thing on twitter a few weeks it, ago well if you look at the, the date on this 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 post was six weeks ago and someone just mm-hmm. figured it out um, because the poster didn't tag anybody or like hashtag anything, so it looks like they someone stumbled upon it. Like, oh shit! Like this is Ooh. probably they did a do the thing. geolocation, and yeah. I am now on the geolocation, <laughs> looking at stuff at Tyler Perry Studios, and yeah. uh, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing any. Okay, here's a bunch of uh, pelican cases on a on a uh, on a pallet. Is there Ooh. anything that we can deem from this? I don't know. Yeah, pelicans near the ocean. The ocean is where Namor lives. Namor confirmed yet again, yep, there you twice go. in a row. It took uh, me two seconds. Uh, yep, Tyler Perry geotag. That's where we're going to get all the next uh, Marvel there stuff. There you go. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of Black Panther Wakanda Forever is filming. It's ha- all these movies that we got last uh, at the that investor call last year are now filming and coming to fruition. So I'm very excited about this stuff. So um, gonna gonna try to stay in the dark as much as possible. Speaking of staying in the dark as much as possible, Mike didn't watch all of this featurette because this is actually the the wrong link. I saw a new trailer for Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, mm. While I was at work, I told Mike this. I didn't have audio. I just read the text. It looked pretty cool. Showed off some new fight scenes uh, with, um, what's his name, Razor Fist, the guy with the sword. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of cool. And then I just clicked on the first thing I saw, and apparently there's a big featurette spot with the, the people explaining the history of Shang-Chi and how it ties to the original Iron Man, like we've talked about, right? Like the first little movie in the MCU has the Ten Rings in it. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Now, I don't think there's anything here that, that gives it away. Um, again, if you want to watch it, check it out. But, you know, this is the next movie. We are now one month away from this. Next month, September, is Shang-Chi, Mike. Um, right now, it is theaters only. It is not going to um, streaming at this moment. But depending on several factors, some we'll talk about later, some we talked about earlier in the show on the the, the global climate, we will see what this movie does. Uh, I want it to be successful. Uh, as a Funko Pop collector, Mike, um, I've been I've, well. I've been looking at the Shang Chi ones, trying to you know get the sets you know here and there. They're not selling out very fast. Uh, Black Panther had the same issue when they came out. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, you know um, people will watch the movie, think it's pretty cool, and then go pick up some of these action figures. Yeah. as well. I mean, I don't I don't want to say this is like a downside because it's necessary to like build brand new characters, but. Just origin stories of new characters are just kind of less exciting overall, right? Even if you think back to the classic Avengers that ended up uh, making the biggest movies of all time, Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, like, the first Captain America movie, like, yeah, it's cool, it's fun. Stanley Tucci's in it for a little bit. We love that guy. But Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just another origin story. It's just like, I feel like we all want to get to the gratification of like the big crossover event, but like you, you kind of got to do your homework, right? Right. You got to build up the characters first. So we care about them when they eventually get dusted. Right. So, uh, that, that's kind of like the phase that we're moving into, right? We're going to be getting a lot of origin stuff on our hands. Uh, you know, we got the Eternals, we got Shang-Chi, we're getting brand new characters over on Disney plus. So we're going to, we're, I feel like we're going to, it's not so much. I don't want to meet these characters. I don't think, and I, I think they are going to be great, but we all are going to be hitting a lot of the same story notes that all origin stories have, right? Oh, they're going to be, there's, they're going to discover their powers. they got to figure out if they're going to use it for good or evil. You know, They're going to go through, oh, is this something I have to hide from people, or can I be like out in the world and I don't have to hide my powers? So you're just going to be seeing a lot of repeats that we've been seeing for like the last 10, 20, 30 years, depending on what superhero movies you, you go back to. So those things can be like a little tiring, but like you know is there's not really another way around it unfortunately like they did it a little bit with like spider-man like the very first tom holland spider-man right you know they just already had him in the suit ready to go but that's because spider-man is such an iconic character and he's had so many movies already in other incarnations the the this has a benefit of the ten rings being a staple of like the first phase of marvel right Mm -hmm. like so it's not like oh we're introducing a whole new villain organization we're just giving you the real reason it's not um what's his name um Trevor Slattery in, in a in, in a suit, right? Kind of like kind of thing. So we're giving you real ten rings. Uh, Shang Chi in this martial arts thing. I'm glad to see, but you know, like we talked about the the what was it? The first trailer they gave us the tease of like 
Hey, do you remember Abomination and Wong? Uh, here's characters you already know. We're gonna throw them in here. Yeah, that's that. That is and, the added bonus of when these kind of new wave of uh, um, of origin stories come through. We will get things that have yeah. already been pre-established, and so that'll help. That's that's kind of what Captain Marvel did. She's a new character. We had to get her story, but guess who the supporting character was? Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury the whole the time. Uh, and if you go back and look at even phase one, the incredible Hulk, thankfully wasn't an origin story, right? He already had his powers and uh, Thor already had his powers. So like, really we only had like Iron Man and Captain America intros before they, they kicked off into phase two. Um, you know, guardians was great. I don't feel like that's an origin story for a lot of those people, right? They kind of already have their stuff. So hopefully, you know, we, we, we do have the eternals and we do have Shang-Chi's new introductions, but hopefully, like you said, like, Ten Rings has been around. Think maybe we won't get as much as like, oh, here's who you are, kind of stuff. It's like, oh, here's some stuff, you know. But like you said, you're in Creature Watch, Mike. Both of those movies you mm-hmm. mentioned, they got creatures, Eternal and Shang-Chi. So I know you're gonna be excited for those. So we'll we'll keep that posted. But um, watch the feature if you want to see a little bit more. I don't think it's spoiler. He doesn't give away any story beats, no more than trailer. But I'm very interested to see all of what the Ten Rings can do uh, in that movie. Hawkeye TV show. We got our first official look, I guess, from entertainment, right? At uh, the show uh, where I've been told this is when Clint meets Haley Steinfeld for the first time. I don't believe it's their first meeting. Um, it looks too cordial, if you will. Uh, but on top of that, we have the official release date is Wednesday, November 24th on Disney Plus, Mike. Um, Thanksgiving treats. Yes. Uh, again, going to Wednesdays, like we talked about. Uh, and. Um, they did last week. We talked about this, and Miss Marvel will be on Disney Plus before the end of the year. Do you think they'll dip, double dip on Hawkeye episodes, or are they going to just go like right? Because yeah. like this will will not go. This will go through the end of the year. When does Miss Marvel fit in here? Yeah, exactly. It's starting to make me think that maybe somebody misspoke, right? Or like yeah. you know, Disney. Obviously, the creators only know so much, and then the higher ups who make the decisions of when it actually airs. You know, they're having their own different talks. Uh, I, I feel like. It was uh, it was a VP. It was Victoria Alonso, though, the VP of Marvel Studios. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, well, maybe I'm things like, are still changing because I yeah. just don't know where you fit Miss Marvel. I know you have like you have a window between uh, when What If ends and before November 24th. But I don't believe that window is long enough for a whole nother series to add in there. They like to have a couple weeks in between, yeah. you know, to do the behind the scenes show, you know, to spin the marketing machine back up right for the new show. So I feel like. Miss Marvel's not really going to yeah. fit in here, so it makes me wonder, is, is that window where we're going to get the Boba Fett TV show? Are we going to get a Star Wars show in that window? And, you know, maybe it's maybe they're okay with Star Wars content overlapping with MCU content because, you know, those continuities don't connect. But, Ooh. like, you wouldn't necessarily want maybe Miss Marvel overlap, overlapping with Hawkeye in case, like, maybe the story elements cross over. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they would cross over, um, knowing that Hawkeye's more of a... Um black widow follow-up if you will uh because he was you the last person to see it there are six weeks in between when what if ends and hawkeye begins um i don't think star wars is i think star wars is going to over i think star wars will overlap the way again like the way the bad batch is right now um two more episodes of that left by the way before that ends so i think i don't i'm not going to include star wars in the marvel stuff but like I don't think they put Miss Marvel in between those without saying something beforehand, right? Like, yeah, like, and we haven't even really seen that much production stuff yeah. out of it, right? We've seen like two set shots from like a paparazzi. 
But yeah. like we, this is like a this is an official Entertainment Weekly first look. It's got the watermark on it and everything. An official release. Yeah. Uh, we, should, we should have some Miss Marvel stuff for that. So yeah, it's really starting to, to feel like if Miss Marvel like does come out in the year 2021, it'll like weirdly be the last week of the year. Yeah. So they technically hit, but it's I it's starting to feel like mid January. I feel like is one that's gonna drop. Yeah. If if it makes it this year, if they double down on a hawk, like hey, we're gonna. Do the first two episodes of Hawkeye and not give you a behind the scenes maybe if they start speeding up their calendar with everything they have in production maybe but like boy that would be wild it would just be the only other thing I'm thinking is right you know we've yet to have anything animated Marvel from the MCU right maybe they'll just double up maybe we'll get two episodes of what if every week I'm not saying that 100% 100% will happen. I don't know if we've had any indication of that, but like I could see them doing that, right? You know, treating that content a little bit differently since every episode is, you know, yeah. not a con- not a continuous story or no, there might be a little bit. It seems like they're doing I, a yeah, little I bit. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a continuous story. story, yeah. But it seems like maybe they'll be like, "Okay, well, 5 weeks for that and then we'll have a uh, but even if that was the case, I feel like we would still see more Miss Marvel, right? right? You know, we wouldn't see this stuff already. So, exactly. yeah, I I'm guessing 2022 for yeah. Miss Marvel. Yeah. If 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 they hit by that point, I will be surprised. Um, but Hawkeye again, um, Haley Steinfeld. I think she's a great actress. Jeremy Renner getting his own show. Um, they're never going to give him a movie, so I mean, we'll we'll take what we can get the show um, and see where this kind of goes. So uh, take a look at that. Get ready. Mark your calendars. Um, November twenty fourth, and you you said that was right before thanks the day before Thanksgiving. Look at that. We're all going to be mm. able to sit around with our families and talk about. Uh, Hawkeye with them. They'll be like, "Who? What is a Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Is it the guy from Mash? <laughs> that Hawkeye?" I'm like, "No, dude, somebody else." The What If show we were just talking about it launches in just a week and a half. Uh, literally August uh, what was it 11th? I said um, kicks off. The re- the reviewers have been given the first three episodes and they are dropping those impressions today. Um, and it looks to be the one we've seen the most of is the Captain Carter episode, right? Uh-huh. Uh, is apparently the first episode, so we'll have that. And I believe um, the uh, T'Challa as Star Lord is the second episode, and that's probably going to hit a little harder because that's like the last appearance of uh, um, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, who did the voice for that. So um, we'll see, we'll see how that kind of comes through. And I don't know what the third episode is yet; that no one has said so. Um, we are getting, I believe, 10 episodes, so that's it. More of the voice cast was announced this week as well, just today, actually. Um, 50 MCU voice cast members. Mike, you, you said a good point earlier. It's easier to name the people who aren't on this list than who <laughs> are on this list. Um, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Tom Holland are not all on here from the main cast. Um, did you see... Uh, I didn't see Scarlett Johansson either. I know there's a Black Widow episode. Um, and then is there anybody else that you could see in there that's like a main mm, actor? Like I said, it's hard to tell. It's like uh, you got to do like a, a comparison in like a spreadsheet yeah. or something. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this list was the uh, Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas. Yes. Because from all of the trailers we've seen, I haven't seen anything Ant-Man or like Quantum Realm related. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. That w- I mean, if you have those voices there, right, it seems like we're going to be getting yeah. something. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, David Dasmalchian, who's playing Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad, uh, was also, he's the guy who's like Baba Yaga in Ant-Man 2. Uh, he's in that. So I think, you know, I, I agree with you. There's going to be a Ooh. Ant-Man episode. Oh, and, he, 
here here's a I think here's another big one right here. Uh, Jeff Goldblum yes. would obviously I feel like would be returning as the Grandmaster, right? Mm-hmm. And I just rewatched Ragnarok, and it's not like no one else has picked up on this. Everyone has picked up on this, but like uh, we got the 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 horse god himself. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like on my fingers. What's the Battery Bill? What, Beta Ray Bill, that's right. Uh, I mean, this might be an interesting yeah. place to see him for the first time, right? Yeah, I, it, it could be. Um, <coughs> I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think there's an episode where um, this is all rumor, speculation. Iron Man goes to Sakaar instead of Bruce Banner. So it could be. Del Toro is also the collector uh, coming back. Uh, newly announced things was Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. There's a huge big Doctor Strange episode coming with this and then um who was the other guy i said earlier da, 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 da. we have to i'm gonna have to go like this list is just so big don Cheadle, like you said getting his emmy nomination <laughs> yeah he's gonna get his yeah. uh, second emmy for this uh clark Gregg as uh colson coming back since shield that would be great yeah we got colby smolders right after yeah. him too oh, oh there it is rachel mcadams uh who was in doctor the first doctor strange and she's not been in anything since then so um yeah, I've also noticed some of the names like Tom Von uh, Lawler and Carrie Coon are also the um, what Thanos' Black Order. His like little mm-hmm. things are in here. Uh, I'm very excited. This list is huge. I'm I'm really happy. Leslie Bibb hasn't been in MCU since Iron Man One. She was the reporter that he slept with at the beginning of the movie. Um, <laughs> so like I'm like this is wild. So like this name these names are huge. This is very exciting. I'm very happy that they got all these people back. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, so. Um, when this kicks off August 11th, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning in every week. Hopefully, Ooh. I feel like this is gonna be something that's not gonna be a lot of spoilers. But like, if if we if they do, I'll be impressed. Oh, we got a got. I just saw Taika's uh, yeah. name here. Uh, looks like we might be getting Korg back. Yeah, yeah. I, Korg, well, there's party. There's a party Thor episode, right? Like we've seen the like I've seen that pop final the party Thor. Uh, you were like, who's Toby Jones? I'm like, oh, he's Arnim Zola. Like a lot of uh, World War One, uh, World War Two people in here. Um, Kurt Russell, even his ego, how's he gonna play into this? I don't know. Um, sign us up though, Mike. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, the animation <laughs> looks wonky, but I mean, like, I, get, I need to see a whole episode to, to judge that. Unless this is just like all like technically in, it's like the very uh, last, the beginning of the last episode of Loki, right? Where you just hear those voices of all the people from the MCU. So it's just like, yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd's in it for like a half a second. He says one line, I, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case, but uh, you never know. You got to prepare yourself for the worst, right? Yeah. I don't see uh, Loki's voice actor or actor in here either. Uh, Tom, Hiddleston. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. But, He's right here at the end. Oh, shit. I was looking at Tom Von Lawyer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So he, uh, that could be a fun. I know that I know there's Loki episodes, but that could be fun tie into to the, the multiverse um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Good. Good for them to bring everybody back for this. So we'll see that on the flip side of the Disney Plus uh, stuff. There are reports that are up to nine unannounced series in the works for the streaming service. Uh, if I said there's only nine, I would like that's a low number. Actually, I believe <laughs> they have a, a bigger. Once Disney Plus was announced, they have a bigger dartboard than they've ever had. And after the mm-hmm. success of WandaVision, um, no matter how you feel about Falcon Winter Soldier, everyone I've talked to has had like different ratings of all three shows. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're doing great stuff, right? Like they're they're very excited. So like if they're only working on nine, I'm like that's low. I bet they're working on a lot more than we know of. But, and I. And I feel like I was going to say the number seems to be a little bit um, uh, a little bit disingenuous because it, it seems like, oh, we're announcing nine brand new TV series. But you got to remember, like they're 
pretty much announcing all limited series, right? Yeah. So, like, if you, like, you know, spread all of these episodes across, like, you know, this would be like a streaming network saying, oh, we've we've greenlit three TV shows that'll each run, like, maybe, like, three or four seasons each. That seems like a very normal thing to do, but, like, since this is doing so much legwork of introducing so many brand new characters, that's why it seems so huge and, like, so many numbers up there. But it does make things very exciting yeah. for a streaming service, right? Because you're just like, oh, I'm getting like brand new stuff all of the time. Yeah, it, and this is where I think it's great to introduce new characters, right? On a, I would, I would much rather watch them on Disney Plus and have a movie dedicated to an introduction, right? Like going back to what we talked about with Shang Chi, like introducing uh, Sylvie during the Loki show was way cooler than I think than if we got a movie with her, kind of thing. So three of the shows that are strongly rumored as candidates, one of them is Ghost Rider. Secret Warriors and Nova, uh, so that's a that's a wild list of three <laughs> properties right there out of, out of nowhere. Uh, and you're you're familiar with all three of these, correct? Are you mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been looking forward to something for from Nova for yeah. like a while now. I mean, there's so many different ways that you could do Nova, right? You could do like adult child, uh, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of story that you want to tell. Um, well, this is and I, this is this is Marvel's Green Lantern answer, right? If they're doing a Green Lantern core, the Nova core is mm-hmm. a, is a great answer to that. Also, it's kind of like I feel like I do want a little bit more maybe from like the military side of space, right? You know, we've had like our Ravengers, we have our Guardians that kind of just do whatever they want to do. But like I do kind of curious, like what are the machinations of like going out there and like kind of either like protecting something or maybe like doing worse things? Because obviously militaries do bad things. And we got like a little bit of that at the beginning of like Captain Marvel, but like not really enough. Well, in Guardians 1, like briefly, if you remember Glenn Close and um, Dewey Cox himself. uh, Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of his name. Yeah. I was like, what is his name? Um, but like yeah, like they they kind of just left that, and then you know by the time we got to Infinity War, they were already destroyed uh, by Thanos, right? Like so, so I would like to see what the, how they how do they rebuild themselves? I know when we watched Endgame, like you know um, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, everyone was kind of out in space, like kind of like mm-hmm. police. So I would love to see the ramifications of like how did the galaxy react to half the universe coming back, and how do you police that? Um, at the same time kind of thing. So I'm totally on board with Nova. I think, is there any series you'd want to see that maybe hasn't been announced or or placed in here? Any, anything like not young Avengers, of course, or anything like that, but anything like to you that you feel would be, I mean, I mean, uh, when, uh, when you, when you put down here, uh, secret warriors, obviously my brain, uh, went back to, uh, uh, what was it? Brave warriors or new warriors new or something warriors, like that, yeah, Girl, that yeah. shelf TV show. And I just kept thinking about like, even it's, even if it's a Disney plus show, I just, and even in a world where a raccoon and a tree talks, I just cannot fathom how a squirrel girl mm-hmm. really fits in the MCU. Like, I know so many people could point out so many crazy, weird things, but it's just like, I can't legitimately imagine, like, a squirrel fighting an enemy alongside of any other character established in the MCU. And I'm not saying, like, some creative director couldn't pull it off, but, like, so... I don't know if Squirrel Girl will ever come to fruition, but there's, you know, there could be other people within the ranks. Um, do I think, uh, do I think a Daisy slash Quake is going to come back from yeah. Shield 
Probably well, not. <laughs> if, well, if they do, she was a main character in the Secret Warriors comic book. Um, so possibly if they're going to do it, put it in there. But I don't want to like a, a pullover from the TV show like you like. You know, like, yeah. I don't need them to come over, even though we're in a, a world where Loki could have branching timelines, touch all these together. That show did what it needed to and did its own thing. We don't need to bring them over kind of thing. I mean, I, I think what kind of needs redemption is Ghost Rider, right? Mm-hmm. We got the crazy Nick Cage movies. Uh, and then there was a somewhat thoughtful approach of Robbie Reyes and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But as we just said... It was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? You know, like, they introduced, like, the Darkhold and stuff like that. So they were doing lots of mystical stuff there, but all of that lore is not going to carry over into the MCU that's being created now. So I feel like the Ghost Rider itself needs to be, like, uh, like basically, it needs a new coat of varnish. And, like, do you go back to Johnny Blaze, or do you just introduce the mythos of the idea of kind of, like, the Ghost Rider? Like, it's mm-hmm. like a curse, right? Isn't that kind of technically yeah, yeah, how it's kind of described so do you just imprint that on like a brand new like type of character or or a different alter ego that has been in the comic books like okay well we've done johnny blaze like we've we've done uh, robbie reyes danny catch he's the blue yeah like yeah yeah, maybe like just go like go that direction like i just kind of want to see like the like the badass flaming motorcycle at some point in time and uh so I mean, and we keep talking about, like, Blade and all these other kind of, like, darker uh, heroes. So I think Ghost Rider fits in there pretty well. Yeah. And it can come out in October, right? Right around Halloween. Yeah. I I, I mean, I've been thinking, sitting here trying to think of, like, other series, like, I've read that I'm like, oh, I'd really like them to come in. I'm like, oh, you know, um, thinking of older movies, right, that they did, like, oh, uh, but, like, does Daredevil need a a reboot in this series? Like, is that something they need to do? I'm like, I don't... I don't feel strongly for it either way, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. a heroes for hire to redeem Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist. Like, wouldn't that be like a maybe a, maybe a better way to do those? Is it actually giving them a heroes for hire show? But like, I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain. I'm like, who? I mean, who would I want you, in this universe? Kind of thing. Like, well, what would I put in do there? you do you like slow roll potentially the introduction of mutants by making a show with like one specific mutant right it could literally be any of them i don't know let's just say like iceman just off the top of my head i'm just thinking of one maybe there's like an iceman tv show and then like throughout like the six episodes like you start to discover like what mutants are and then like you get like an x-men movie i i don't know well that's 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 also how you do your squirrel girl though well you introduce mutants and then you get make her a mutant that can talk to squirrels. Yeah, yeah. I guess you. Yeah, she could just be like one of like the random like students at. I, I don't know if Xavier Academy is going to be a thing in this no. in this universe, but she could just like be a student, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a lot to think about here, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head um, that wouldn't. Well, I'd want it either way. Like that's that's. The hard I part think here. personally you would want this character relegated to a movie for as much as you love it. But the Sentry, at some point in time, are they ever going to grace the MCU? Uh, It seems like... It's funny because the the character's personality, I felt like, could be explored very well in a series, in a right? You're talking yeah, about, you're, you're talking about like, you, you know, the mental faculties of like a hero and like, you know, that struggle there could work very well uh series. But like his power is so ginormous. Yeah. I feel like it can't be uh, withheld within it, my exactly. you know, 50 inch TV. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm, I'm trying to not be, um, as you as, as selfish, you know, for like for my own purpose, because I would love before that. I think in a, a, a redeemed in human series, 
really, if you would, um, mm-hmm. to, to overwrite what was done. Uh, literally a, a travesty, if you will, uh, to that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying not to be, you know, selfish for the things I want. But like, um, I, I'm just trying to think, and I, I don't really. I don't really know, and that's that's driving me nuts, Mike. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what I'd want to see here because there's so many opportunities, and I don't know the long term of the multiverse, so I don't want to get too excited either way. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so much of uh, so much of uh, the Marvel universe is fleshed out with mutants, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to introduce exactly. that side of things, and you you'll unlock just. Uh, unlimited amount of characters. It yeah. seems like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, any any power you need to make, you got a mutant now. So yeah, like you can't make a ma- you can't make a havoc TV show until you got mutants out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta have a you can't have a Summers Brothers you know uh, series with all three of them. You gotta, you gotta oh, that would be great. I love that idea. Yeah, because because you got Cyclops, you got Havoc, and then Vulcan was was the third brother so who's the who's the father though uh um, corsair is his name he's a space yeah mutant. yeah and you gotta put the father in there too can, that would be a great dynamic can uh well and then also if you think about cable uh, is his future son of cyclops uh, like you could have like a whole summer's family kind of mm-hmm. dynamic show across timelines and different stuff like that uh i do want to say you remember the 90s x-men cartoon right uh mm-hmm. i bought that blackbird jet with little mini uh wolverine and Sabretooth figures mm-hmm. but it transforms into a cyclops transformer this week <laughs> I, it was on sale at gamestop and i'm like this is this is cool as hell so i ended up getting that so uh wanted to throw that in there but um yeah man i i this is awesome news i'm glad they're working on more stuff Again, uh, it's it's really funny. Like you know, we we are not the hugest fans of the Falcon Winter Soldier show, but I've talked to people like that's my favorite one. I like it better than WandaVision and Loki. I'm like, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's great. Like I mean, that's <laughs> you're, it, it's you're crazy, <laughs> it, but, right? But like it spoke to them. I'm like, that's that's cool. Like that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing that's kind of important that we uh, kind of forget of the creative process, depending on the level of director, like how um, successful they already are in the industry. Like, you know, if you hire somebody pretty big, it's also it's also like a question of what do they want to do, right? Like yeah. they could manifest a character out of nowhere, right? Like they could show up and be like, oh, you know, I just really, really like Man-Thing. I'd love to do something with yeah. Man-Thing. And Feige's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah let me look well, over my whiteboard. Like, yeah, we could, we could fit Man-Thing thing in the MCU we'll figure it out we got a block for him somewhere in here yeah uh, um yeah I think I think that's cool um you know even a machine man could could fit in there as well uh there was a machine man Howard the Duck Marvel zombie series that was pretty interesting <laughs> wow it, those are three things I wasn't expecting to be yeah exactly uh yes yeah, so, uh man thing was part of that um I forget what I was gonna say I don't remember um but you know this this is this is this is really cool. I'm I'm excited for it. Like this is this is pretty awesome stuff, and uh, I hope they announce more. But you know, this is not another good plan. I, I know what it was, Mike. I know what it was. My boss uh, has started watching Marvel stuff for the very first time. Mm-hmm. He watched Captain America: The First Avenger, and then I was like, "Well, if you he, he's like, I really really liked it. I'm like, good. You're gonna love the next one, The Winter Soldier. He watched it. He's mm-hmm. like, I still like the original one better." Come to find out, he likes war. What? He likes war film. He likes uh, war. Okay, films. okay, okay, gotcha. Like, okay, that makes sense. Then he, out of nowhere, he's only seen those two movies. Started watching Loki. Like, he's oh, like, wow. he's like all the way through Loki. He's like, 
He's like, that's actually pretty good. I'm like, I need to write down how you feel after everything because <laughs> you, everything that leads up to Loki is a, a culmination of the entire MCU. Yeah, and, how did you possibly process? I mean, I suppose like that just goes to show you like if you follow like just strong like storytelling principles and mechanics, yeah, you know, you can get like an average person through your story, and, you know, and you got great actors and you got great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he he was really he's like, yes, and I watched like three episodes of Loki in a row. I'm like, when you're done, come talk to me. Like, I want to know <laughs> what you're thinking because this is, you're you're one of today's lucky ten thousand people who's introduced to the MCU for the first time, and yeah. and uh, I need I need to take notes. So I'm gonna keep everyone appraised with this. But I was like, oh my gosh, this wow. is a wild journey of of now. Content. This would be a fun hypothetical. Maybe we should do this on the show sometime. We had that one question, like if somebody had to only watch three Marvel movies before I think it was uh, Infinity War or Endgame, right? Yeah. We're like, what are the three movies that we should watch? We should think like, what are the three movies to watch that would confuse the hell out of somebody, right? <laughs> Like what? Like just like th- this makes no sense. I suppose you could now you have to like uh you have to move yeah. it over to Disney Plus as well and include those movies. Like what will confuse the most out of somebody? Have the biggest jumps and leaps of the story. Uh, that might be fun. Uh, well, it's that that's easy. That's the Incredible Hulk followed up directly by Ragnarok. Um, because <laughs> like, wait a minute, what happened here? Yeah, you have an entirely different actor playing the Hulk, and then now you're in space with Thor and other uh, people. Like. It, it, that's I think you don't you don't even throw any other movie you want in there, Mike. Those are the two that <laughs> that get you going. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I and then top that off with Civil War because those the, neither of those characters are even in that movie. <laughs> like, where'd they go? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So exactly. Like, how are these all connected? I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Okay, now let's get to the meat of this. This is this is an interesting thing. Uh, a, a turn of events this week, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the streaming release of Black Widow. I almost wasn't sure if we were going to talk about this, just because I feel like this delves into the very like drama side of things and I feel like our show tends yeah. to lean away from anything too dramatic we kind of want to stick to the news this and is, speculate yeah. about the future of stories and, and characters but this almost seems big enough to where like you kind of got to talk well, about the machination. Exactly when my wife shows me an article and it's MCU related I'm like okay this is like people who aren't us are going to know about it and probably mm-hmm. hear about it. So people are probably wondering, why would Scarlett Johansson sue Disney? What is Disney's stance? What is Kevin Feige's stance? Those are the three things we I've heard the <laughs> most of the past three days. So Scarlett Johansson says that by Disney putting her movie on Premiere Access, she has been cut out of potential profit over the film um, because mm-hmm. she's getting paid on the initial contract of theatrical release. Now, she's also been paid $20 million to make Black Widow. Um, so she's wanting more money from theatrical you know, stuff. And, and she says Disney Plus, I think Disney Plus that did $120 million opening weekend and 60 of that was Disney Plus. I assume she's probably still getting paid over this. Um, and Disney's, Disney's response was, it's sad and distressing that... Uh, Mrs. Johansson is, you know, suing us for this, you know, in a time where like, you know, things are unprecedented, we're in a global pandemic, so on and so forth. Uh, and then, um, the article I have pulled up here says Marvel's Kevin Feige is said to be angry and embarrassed at Disney over this lawsuit because he lobbied against Disney for the day and day play- plan for Black Widow, preferring the big screen exclusivity and not wanting to upset his talent. Huh. 
So I said to you, if uh, your movie has John Hurt in it, your main actor is probably not coming back uh, because this <laughs> happened with Edward Norton. Edward Norton wanted creative control, not money. But, you know, that's where John Hurt first made his debut as General Ross. General Ross was in Black Widow. Um, you know, also, uh, I know the actor, I think, came back later in Black Panther, but uh, they did kill off T'Chaka in Civil War where uh, uh, General <laughs> Ross was. But, um, you know, this is this is a very interesting thing because it, it's not like she's up. I, I think this movie could have done better in a non-pandemic world, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think it did the best it could with the situation given because they can't hold on. I, I mean, Black Widow, you can't hold on to it forever, right? Like, I, I still feel it was kind of not stale, but like, you know, like, hey, this isn't the freshest thing in the world when they gave it yeah, to us I like, agree. a couple weeks ago. So I think, you know, uh, they are they did they pay her and it wasn't enough hbo max did the same thing earlier you remember for this whole year right something every month Mm -hmm. but they've gone back and paid out the people with their contracts now i don't know financially what's going on this will probably since it's over money you and i have presumed it's going to be settled out of court uh Mm -hmm. financially um i i don't know who has the leg to stand on here right like i i don't know we're not for large corporations, but if she got paid twenty million for making the goddamn movie, does she need more money? Kind of thing. Like, there's no it, winner it, here. Or, yeah, it's just like I have I have just so many thoughts, and the biggest problem is is we're never gonna know all of the information that we really need to know to make an educated decision on how yes. we should feel because this is all within like the legal contracts that us people are just never going to see there there's no way in hell we're ever going to see scarlett johansson's contract for black widow so you just kind of have to make assumptions on like what we've seen in the past right so obviously yeah she was paid 20 million dollars to make this movie but if she didn't if she decided not to do profit sharing for black widow she probably would have been paid more than 20 million dollars right and she, i'm sure she has she's had this long career in hollywood that dictates you know that she gets paid that much money and actually sadly if you look at it i'm sure that money that amount is less compared to like male actors that have been making probably a lot more money in hollywood so like she was finally here to get her due right you know she's been in the mcu just as long as anybody else and like this was her like big swan song of course she wants to take profit sharing for this movie it's her time to get paid like as her character like retires and exit the mcu right so to me it almost feels like disney made like this calculated risk right this calculated decision of just like well we want to release it on premiere access we want people to see it and it'll definitely be great for disney plus you know we'll get more subscribers for putting a freaking mcu movie on our platform right but um And we will never know. Did they go to Scarlet, right, and ask her, like, oh, we want to put this on Premiere Access, but we want to, like, you know, we want to talk about your contract, right? You know, can we reach an agreement of how much money we can pay you to put it on there? And I haven't seen any reporting or any suggestion if any of this stuff has happened because that stuff doesn't happen publicly, you know? And the other thing that it's like, this wasn't like, oh, hey, we're doing this tomorrow kind of announcement, right? They had mm-hmm. months going up to this to know that this was going to happen. So is the lawsuit, they actually followed through and did it? Or is it, I didn't get enough money from theaters and I'm blaming your streaming portion for it, even though I said, yeah, it was probably cool verbally on a phone call one day. Well, and, and that's the thing. There is an unknowable dollar yeah. Uh, number here as well because yeah you could say like okay well let's let's meet meet an agreement we'll give you x amount of the premier access uh you know money that we made but also at the same time i believe she states in the lawsuit 
Well, just the sheer fact that you put this movie day and date on Disney Plus raised the stock price of Disney Plus and made everybody that whole stock, especially all of these executives at Disney, made them wealthier in turn. It's like the same phenomenon of like when uh, Amazon bought Whole Foods. Uh, they basically paid themselves off they they netted the all of the billions of dollars they paid to acquire whole foods because their stock price just rose in general so there is this like this whole business thing of just like well if we can just raise the stock price we don't have to worry about necessarily how much we're selling our content is for we're just trying like to raise our our own uh, our own investment portfolios and that's money that's like technically not tangible for Scarlett. She can't take an X percentage of the amount of money, the wealth that the Bobs at Disney have like increased in value. So that's yeah. another non-tangible thing that like, you know, is a judge going to have to determine that. It almost feels like the most fair scenario here possible is just for Scarlett and Disney to just decide on a, a box office result that may or may not have happened, right? Like, let's pick, like, a mid-tier Marvel movie, like, box office, like, maybe, like, a Captain Marvel or, like, an Ant-Man or a Doctor Strange, right? How did those do at the box office? Let's just say your movie did that, and we'll give you what your uh, cut should have been. Uh, but at the same time, there is a there is risk involved, right? You know, yeah. there's it's not like when an actor says, "Oh, I want to take an X percent of the box office." There's always that risk factor of maybe the movie doesn't perform as well. I mean, that's that's how all of Blumhouse works, right? You know, actors don't really get paid much for being in a Blumhouse movie, but they get the option to get a cut of that box office, and horror movies can be insanely pro profitable if they really uh, pop off. So uh, there is that risk element, right, of just like, well, that is part of the risk, right? You know, I no one expected a pandemic to come through, but yeah. that is the risk portion of doing yeah. profit sharing. But at the same time, there it is on Disney Plus, and I am the perfect person to look at here in this scenario. Of Scarlett Johansson didn't get any of my money because I had the option to watch it at home on Disney Plus, and it was in that time of the summer, like which is weird, it was yeah. like just a month ago, where I theoretically could have got myself to a movie theater. Right, I could have just worn a mask. I could have even picked like maybe a time slot where there wouldn't have been a lot of people there. You know, I can see the seats that are sold. I could have gone there and maybe at a slightly empty movie theater, and she could have got a bit of my money. But uh, the Bob Chapek put it on Disney Plus and it's just like well I might as well just watch it at home well, and that's you know technically X number of dollars that she doesn't get so I can kind of see where she's coming from yeah and I think it goes both ways because I mean literally if they just put it in theaters guess how much they probably wouldn't have made like would, would the number have still been the same like would you if it was only in theaters Mike would you have gone like, if it was only in theaters, there is a higher there is a higher chance I would have gone. But I think that's one thing that everybody agrees on. If Black Widow was only in theaters, it wouldn't have done great right. at the box office because not as many people can get to the movie yeah. theaters at this point in time. So I, I, I almost feel like yeah. Disney was just like, well, we're just going to go through with it. You know, talks aren't going well. You know, she sues us. She sues us. We're Disney. We got plenty of money. Yeah. Uh, her character's already done. We don't really have to worry about the relationship here anymore. And actually, kind of like the, the shady thing, too, is Disney is so huge and so large. I wonder if they calculated, like, 
maybe Scarlet doesn't want to piss us off and make us mad because we well, make so many movies and TV shows that, you know, she wants to stay within the Disney family, which is kind of unfortunate because that's what happens when power consolidates, I, right? It, One studio has more power than maybe it should. Well, it could be that also, but like, you know, again, maybe they're like, we don't know which one's going to do better either. Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. like the only other, what, three movies that had been on that the beforehand was what, Cruella, which I didn't watch. Um, Mulan, which we watched, and I wish I hadn't watched. And what, what was the other one? Was there another one before that? Um, uh, I know Jungle Cruise is this week. Was this weekend mm-hmm. on both? And uh, The Rock has said he's not going to sue anybody, so I think I think he's fine. Um, but I I think you know it, this Premier Access is such a unique situation that you know maybe like they're like we don't even know if it'll be successful. Um, of course it was going to be. It's, it's Marvel, but like the, I, I I don't feel sorry for either party involved. Because that's still more money than I'll ever see in my fucking life uh, mm. at the end of the day. But, I mean, hopefully they, they resolve something and get it going. Again, I don't think Scarlett Johansson will ever be back in here. But, like, does this affect our, our potentiality for Shang-Chi to get a Disney Plus premiere access release if things go south very quickly I mean, this month? It, it could, but I don't think this problem is going to have much longevity in the future, right? Because yeah. the whole problem here is is a contract, right? Yeah. Now when these contracts are drawn up lawyers on both sides are going to be really narrow in on this type of stuff. And I'm sure there's already contracts out there that are being signed that are stipulating what people can and can't do with day and date. Right. And, and that's the, that's what let it was. I think it was legendary had the issue with, uh, uh, HBO max, like the Dune situation, right? Like they're like very Mm -hmm. pissed, but you know, they they eventually came to some financial agreement to make sure it was on both. So, yeah. So the, yeah, this problem has already been solved now. Now we're just kind of dealing with the, the, these legacy projects that have been left behind. Probably doesn't hurt to get any uh, publicity for the movie either. Two weeks later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's uh, affecting the, the, the Disney premium access. Yeah. yeah, Like either way I'm like, Oh, black widow. Uh, yeah, it's on Disney plus. I can, I can buy it already. Hell let's go for it. So, um, yeah, one way or the other, there's there's definitely some publicity in here for for either one. So, uh, we'll we'll see what that's going. Well, at least and on the other side here, we'll talk about Star Wars. Star Wars is, I not saying fixing the wrongs, but trying to fix the wrongs. Right. <laughs> uh, this week, it was confirmed that Lucasfilm has hired the deep fake YouTuber who did the Luke Skywalker update, like the week after we watched the season finale of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also, I think the there have been some new behind the scenes photos from that last episode of The Mandalorian, uh, with like Mark Hamill on set with an R two D two and a, a, a Toyota mm-hmm. doing the voice line reading. It looks pretty cool. How they got that end result, I'll never fuck know. But like um, <laughs> the guy who deep faked it did such a better job, and I think you and I kind of poured over that you know, last year when that came out. Yeah. Uh, but that's good. You know, if you do stuff online and it becomes popular, the people you're like hiring for just doing it. So, you know, great that he got that job and hopefully he can maybe go back and update that episode for us a little bit. Yeah. I saw some people added a little bit of a, a, a kind of a, a history to this guy. Uh, I guess it's not just like some random kid, like using like deep fake uh, software. They're like an actual like professional visual yeah. effects person that may or may not be like writing papers about like deep fake. So this is like a this is like a smart uh, acquiring. It's not like uh, pulling some kid off the uh, scrappy kid off the the street. Yeah. Um, I'm so looking forward to that behind the scenes Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker thing for the Mandalorian because I feel crazy. I don't know what happens with my brain when I'm watching that scene. I don't know if wires are getting crossed and like my nostalgia gets mixed up with like special effects, but like 
even though Mark Hamill was there supplying the voice, I feel like the most uncanny thing about it is the voice. It to me, it just does not sound like Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker in any fashion, which makes no sense because Mark Hamill did the voice and it, it, he's a professional voice, voice actor, actor yeah. that I'm sure can make himself sound younger and I believe it 100% but like watching it on the body I don't know what's happening there I don't know what the disconnect maybe my mind knows what I'm seeing is not right so it just automatically is throwing the voice away like oh don't believe this voice in this context in any way but even when I saw like the the deep fake where you put the the better looking face on it it still doesn't like connect up with my brain so I I don't know what's going on I need to investigate further, which is why I need yeah. that behind-the-scenes thing to tell me what the hell's going on. Yeah, I, I I don't get the voice as much as you do, but like I've gone back and rewatched that clip and, and stuff since this has kind of been high. This guy, this news has popped, and I'm like, this is uh, this is rough. <laughs> I, it's very very rough uh, to watch, and maybe because I'm watching it so hard, I don't hear the voice because I'm like, my eyes hurt, my ears need to like not really focus on that kind of yeah. stuff. I almost wonder really if it would have been better if they did what they would have had to done if the show was like made in the 90s, right? You know, either if you decided not to recast, just never show the face, right? Just give us all of the visual information we need to know that it's Luke, but just keep it mysterious, right? He's always got the hood on. He's this mythic Jedi figure anyway, so maybe he's not going around just flashing his face to begin with either way. And we would kind of get maybe the similar vibes, right? But, like, we would all agree, okay, I get why we didn't get to see his face because Mark Hamill's not a child anymore, so he can't literally do this. So I almost would love to see a cut of the ending that maybe included that direction. But, you know... They made the decisions that they made, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again. I I think we're gonna find out very much like they did this the week before it aired, and they're like, we only have like ten people uh, or less on set doing this, so let's hurry up and get it done, and not tell anybody, because mm. it was. I think that was like the biggest reveal, right? I feel like that was like the biggest secret. I I've seen stuff film, you know, behind the scenes stuff revealed rumors, but like never a Luke Skywalker cameo in the history of mm-hmm. this. So. Uh, I, yeah, I want to. I agree. I want to see kind of what it is, what they are, but hopefully, you know, they spin it in a truthful way and nothing that's like, oh, we did the best we could with what we had, and feel sorry for us. I don't. I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> Lastly, we got our uh, the newest uh, trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. We talked about at the top of the show. Um, this this is the the trailer. Like, it's not a teaser trailer. This is the one that kind of gives us a little bit of like what the story is going to be, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of get to see that this is uh, what we all kind of thought. This is Egon's family, um, and it looks like he uh, he hooked up with the uh, receptionist a little bit. There it looks <laughs> like that's that's uh, that's the the results here. And uh, again, uh, the actor who played Egon um, is no longer with us. So uh, it did look like uh, the end of it. We had uh, what was it? Uh, not Bill Murray. We had the other guy. Um, uh, the crazy uh, alien Dan te- Aykroyd. Uh, skull vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, his skull vodka. So Dan Aykroyd in this bookstore that we saw from the other ones. Uh, it, it looks like you know there's going to be some sort of well that has like a bunch of ghost energy, and even the Stay Puff, Puff Marshmallow dudes are back, hanging out <laughs> with Paul Rudd at the grocery yeah, store. I- I mean, coming from two people here whose favorite thing about the Ghostbusters franchise is the Ecto Cooler drink, uh, we don't really have strong connections to the franchise, so I feel like some people out there are like are debating kind of like along the lines of like Star Trek is if this is in is if this truly 
is within like the feeling or vibe of what Ghostbusters should be, which originally was just a comedy movie that they slapped ghosts onto. Um, and this just kind of seems like a totally different direction. I thought the funniest thing about this trailer coming out was when it hit Twitter, Finn Wolfhard was trending so much and everybody just thought that there was a Stranger Things trailer. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the appetite for Stranger Things is so much bigger than Ghostbusters is right now yeah. that the second Wolfhard pops up on screen, people are just thinking Stranger it- Things. Um but the, the, I mean, the trailer looked fun. Nothing to complain about. It's been so long since I had seen the last one, I wasn't entirely sure what was and wasn't new. Like, I know they had that shot in the previous trailer where they're riding around in the Ecto-1 and that kind of, like, side chair comes yeah. out of the car. But I feel like I don't remember the little um, the, remote control that's new. Uh, ghost the, catcher. Yeah, the trap was new. And I th- and I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm not, I'm not trying to overanalyze it too much here, but... I liked how the the little remote control thing, like they pulled back, right? I feel like a lot of a lot of like prop designers on movies like really go over the top, right? Oh, let's add let let's add all of this like crazy stuff to all this form plastic. We can like three D print, so we can do all these cool like little side panels. We can make this like little remote control car look really really cool. The kids will love it. But like realistically, it would just be a ghost catcher with like four wheels on it, and that's exactly what it looks yeah. like. So I I appreciate that kind of art direction. And it looks like a lot of the technology is supposed to be old in general, right? They're like they're literally dusting it off. So yeah, from from what I've seen, it, it looks pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think it looks fun. I think yeah, the ghosts uh, look pretty cool. Uh, it's like that Slimer dude that we've talked about before that was part of a promotion who's not really Slimer was there. Um, yeah, the kids uh, again. Paul Rudd looks to be pretty funny in this, and then the, the throw. I didn't expect the throwback to the original Ghostbusters. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, so uh, that's how in the dark I'm trying to stay on this. So I'm very excited to see it. Looks like it's going to be uh, a younger crowd of Ghostbusters rather than the um, all girl version, if you will. Uh, so I'm I, I'm excited. It's also the son of the uh, um, Ivan Reitman who directed the first two is is doing this mm-hmm. one. So. I know the uh, Ivan was on set when they were doing some of this stuff, so it's gonna be. I, I think it'll be a good a good sequel, like you know, yeah. thirty years later. So we are we are keeping our eyes out for any uh, ecto cooler cool. releases. Uh, <laughs> I was googling it real quick while we were talking about it. Uh, I, everyone will be happy to know there's a hybrid strain of marijuana called ecto cooler that I didn't know about. I had to tell the internet browser that I was over the age of uh, twenty one in order to look at this, but. Um, they even got Ghostbusters in the in the description. Smells like a skunk dipped in orange juice, gasoline, and pens oil. Oh my god, yeah. that's literally the description. That is hilarious. So I guess this is another way that you could uh, possibly uh, celebrate uh, the Ghostbusters movie coming out, right? Yeah. Well, again, I'm excited. Again, like you mentioned, Ecto Cooler. Like I just typed it in to see if when those drinks were coming out, and the first uh-huh. image is like new high C Ecto Cooler is a hoax. I'm like, it better not be. No, come on. I, but the next one's showing up. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what it is. So anyway, Ghostbusters trailer, link in the notes. Check it out. Let me know. All right, Mike. I have only got a few short hours left before the the Halo ends for, for the weekend. I need to go play. So we're going we're gonna to dip out of here. The show's done. People know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you at? 
Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you playing Halo? You, oh, you can find me on Xbox, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. That's also the same as my Twitter handle, V-A-L-D-A-N, or my Instagram, Valdan87. I've been posting the clips on Twitter, so you guys can check them out there. Uh, people want to know more about the show, where they can uh, subscribe to get our new episodes. Where can they find all that at? Oh, that's so easy to do, Chris. We have this nice little website called SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. We actually have quite a bit of links in the show notes this week, so if you want to check out Ben Affleck's uh, sweet new uh, Chungus uh, motorcycle, you can get that there. Uh, The first look at Hawkeye, uh, the Ghostbusters trailer, it's all over here in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Gram and you can get merch over at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know what you're excited for, uh, what you're talking about, what you want us to talk about. We love hearing from our fans. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, make sure you're vaccinated, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. And we will be here next week with your Suicide Squad review. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe! Okay, yeah, that's my Olympics rant.